This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Oh, well done. We're clapping in sync. No, we're sitting sync together as well. (laughs) God, if we were menstruating, we'd be doing that together too. Oh, imagine. (laughs) Come on, let's see if we can do it. If we focus and concentrate really Ooh, hard, let's see if we can bring a period on. You're wearing white trousers. <laughs> make, make me laugh and laugh. I've got black trousers on. It doesn't matter if You'll I came right. on the blob. I forgot what it felt like. Have you? I can just about remember what it felt like. I, uh, Phoebe was staying uh, recently and I stumbled into the bathroom and I saw evidence of her period pants and I just thought, oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? It's funny how you forget, isn't it? It's period just like pants, it's in the past. Oh. Yeah, I know. Or, yeah, and all that stuff that oh, you used to have to Sweaty, hard up and, work. Oh. And, yes, you're either stuffing up or blocking up or... Oh, no. Wedging. A lot of wedging going on with the tampons and all that. And then you get a bit itchy and all. Oh, no. It's better better without. Um, Much better without. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm just, I'm going to praise. This is unusual. Because sometimes, as we all know, Judith occasionally makes fashion faux pas. And I am quick to pick up on these fashion You certainly pas. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we did our live show in Hebden Bridge, you triumphantly came on. Um, demonstrating one of your biggest fashion faults, which is tell the good listeners. Well, it wasn't intentional because I thought I was being quite sort of trendy. You thought you were being fashion forward. Yes, I I did. I did because I went I went the sort of leopard skin route. I mean, I didn't you know, we're not talking black leather trousers. Don't don't you know, it wasn't that bad. Judith, you wore a leopard skin hat, a leopard skin top, a leopard skin boot and a leopard skin scarf. I I had to confiscate. mm. Two items, the two items I could remove easily without showing your bra. You were probably right. I'd probably gone over the top of the leopard skin, hadn't I, really? OTT. You very much had. Overmatching. But anyway, yeah, so I know, yeah, for people who don't know, you are very, very harsh on me in terms of my style. You've never got more than a six and a half out of ten. No, that's a high score. What was it? It was pretty low in Hebden Bridge, wasn't it? It was down in the ones or the twos, I think. I think I gave you, I might have given you a three for effort. (laughs) Um, but I'm going to give you okay. a seven, which is one of your highest scores. Wow. Today? Uh, today, because you, I love the print. Sorry, Do I you? a lot then. <laughs> but the print of that fabric that you're wearing today, Ooh. it's crisp, it's, got, it's floral. It's, it's um, a graphic floral, though. It's not a pretty... It's not Laura Ashley, teeny tinies, or even Liberty. It's a bold... I don't know. I think we can get away with all sorts of florals. Maybe. But this is a modern, Thank you. bold floral. A little bit of Matisse in there. You know, a black outlined, um, what are they? Maybe hibiscuses. They're blue and orange and 
But here's the triumph. I made it. Oh, How about it. that? This is my dressmaking, my new dressmaking hobby kind of gone mad, isn't it? How many items have you actually made yeah, now? Well, three, but then four, actually, four. The trouble no, is... No, Judith, I think you're not counting because you did why? those two pennies as well. Are you not counting Oh, those? I know. I wasn't counting you're those. Five. You're right. You're on it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Now, you did the blue spot mm, dress. Mm, and then another one, but it wasn't quite such a good material. Oh. Then I did the leopard skin thing for the show, yeah. but which you've yeah. rubbished and yeah. is now in thrown in a yeah, heap good, in the corner of my good. bedroom and then there was a sort of apron day making an apron day which is I loved that day I made two pinnies for my friends Martine and Nick I reckon you know this yeah. um, show that's coming up in your local village the produce oh, and all yes, that oh yes yes I don't know why you don't take a stall take <laughs> on your own folding oh, table flog a few flog a few all you need yeah. is a sandwich board you know one of those blackboard sandwich what, boards what like yes or wallpapering paste boards you mean no I'm oh, talking about oh a sandwich board I see sandwich board to say Judith's oh, pinnies yes and then you know with maybe an arrow a little trestle table of your own yeah, or a, a car, even a card table and you have them all in a basket <laughs> well the, yes, you, yes you may be onto something there however I do think and if you look at my top closely you will see where I'm going with this because if you look at the sleeves it's a bit of a problem isn't well no, you, only if you I know that it's a problem because you told me uh, and I know from having watching, watched Sewing Bee forever since series one that the most common mistake that the home sewer makes yep. is the back to front sleeve yes now the reason I've done that I think yep. is that I was rushing oh. and herein is the problem because I think my dressmaking which is very grandizing it rather isn't it speaks volumes of my style, you know, in life, which is basically a bit slapdash. Great deal of enthusiasm, lots of drive. You know, my, my nickname in the village is Duracell, apparently. Lots of drive, lots of energy. That's a bit like Emma Kennedy last week. Because that dildo fell out of your bike basket. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call you Duracell. God, I haven't told anybody that, Jenny. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, you know, rather shoddy what my mother would have called shoddy in a rush to complete it you see get it ticked off the list yeah i can imagine this that's I have my to, problem you see i i don't know why you didn't say i can start this today yeah i can finish it tomorrow but i know you you won't finish tomorrow no we've got to finish it that day because yeah. and, then, and then you know and then you start making mistakes don't you? you should get tired and the bobbin runs out and then yeah you see you put the sleeves on one one right right way around and the other one, one the right, right way around, way around. Oh. well done yes. um but i still think it's triumphant shout out thank you um interesting things that have happened to me this right week. i've had two adventures <gasps> two adventures in one yes. week that's quite a lot go on well I had to have a nap after the second one mm, that's a big adventure yes well the first adventure was uh, Jeff and I were invited to be guests at the Royal Hampton Court <laughs> flower show Judith oh how lovely did you have a tiny orgasm <gasps> did you I certainly no I had an instant vision of somebody very respectable well a couple a very respectable couple sort of you it wasn't know Jeff and Jeff, I then was it well no but I've seen you brush up I imagine you look jolly nice did he did he put one of his nice jackets on with a little top handkerchief in his he pockets he was wearing his pale blue linen which oh, does bring out the colour of his eyes absolutely shows off he's got more tan than me because of course I've got the, the skin tones of a jellyfish so I don't go brown I wore a large oversized white shirt from Cos yeah. with a um a piece of salvage jewellery at my throat. You see, I, it was our second anniversary as well. Lovely. Week. And I'm just showing Judith the present that, um, and I'm showing Daisy, our producer, as well. Jeff bought me this little ring, oh. and it's um, 
It's a salvaged piece from a jeweler called Ros Badger. Yeah. And she has a little company called Badger's Velvet and she finds broken Victorian jewellery. Oh. So this is a Victorian locket that has fallen off. Oh, isn't that gorgeous? A necklace or something like that. Or maybe it's come from a charm bracelet and she's attached it. She remakes them in another shape. So this yeah. is now a ring. It's gorgeous. Isn't it sweet? It's very sweet. Gosh, Jeff is clever, isn't he? Yes. Anniversary presents, jewellery, and very nice, stylish, interesting jewellery. He did jewelry very well. I bought him a cactus. I think it speaks a lot. <laughs> it's volumes are very Does he actually prickly. like Does he like cacti? He's a huge cacti fan. Oh, all right, OK. Um, so, I'll right. show you a picture later. It's, it's in the back garden. It'll last the summer. Because uh, our garden's quite, well, you know, our yard is quite well sheltered. So the cactus, succulents and cactuses do quite well. Uh, till about... October, but you know, it only costs 40 quid. Well, that's quite a lot for a cactus, well, isn't it? It's a fucking big cactus, well, Judith. It's as big as this table. That, I, it's a biggie. Oh, it's God. a powerful thrusting. Anyway, so talking about all things green and went to Hampton Court. Yes, right. Go I, on. Have you been? No, I haven't been for years. I'd love to go. Do you know what? I think it's possibly one of the best day trips, even if you don't go inside the palace. I don't yeah. know if you can. I went last year. Again, another freebie. God, I love freebies. If you're thinking of anything you could give Judith and I, honestly, we'll be very grateful. <laughs> but a year ago, I got invited to Hampton Court because they have an embroidery school on the top floor. Do I, they? I, tiny orgasm again. Tiny. Absolutely. Oh, More than tiny. Bristling. More than tiny. Yeah, massive, great, swampy wave of an orgasm. Neen, <laughs> uh, washed me down the stairs. Yes, all right. Um, so I went last year and I did a day's learning to do some embroidery on a sampler, you know, a sort of linen, cottony thing yeah. with a wooden ring around. <gasps> really? And it was a... Uh, what's that word that you said the other day in the podcast? Uh, an incentive, an in initiative? Initiative, a, perhaps, an yes. an initiative yes. uh, to stop young people being on their phones and taking selfies oh, all the yeah. time. So you had to embroider your own selfie. Yeah. You oh, see? wow. Yes. Um, so now when I see a young person taking a selfie of themselves, I yeah. feel like s snatching their phones out of their hands and giving them a sampler in a wooden ring instead and saying, if you fancy yourself so much, embroider yourself, you know. <laughs> Because I'm sick of seeing people taking pouting photos themselves. It's ridiculous. Anyway, back to Hampton Court. It is, it is so beautiful. And you can, it seems to me, now I might not be right about this, but I think you can get into the grounds and just wander the gardens without paying. Can now you? I'm not sure. Right. Because I just managed it by, and then when we got to the other bit, we had passes. Anyway. They have the most beautifully topiary trees, these, and they're in triangles. And it, it, it's absolutely like Alice in Wonderland. It's one of the most wonderful gardens ever. And there's a kitchen garden as well, which is marvellous. And there's a great cafe, Philly Boots, it's great. So then, anyway, the bit behind the palace was the, uh, uh, I don't know if it was royal or not, but she was there, Kate Middleton. Was she? I tell you, Judith. Did you see her? Well, I'm not. Well, I wasn't. I don't. I couldn't decide whether I was interested enough to hover for long enough. Um, so we're at Hampton Court, and I'm in love with the whole thing. And um, suddenly, we got cut off at the pass by officials, and they go, "Sorry, you can't go down there." And oh. Why can't I go down there? Yeah, quite. I want to well, now. I, want I really to want, to. I didn't want to now. Before, but yeah, now you've blocked my way. I'm going. I'm, I'm getting ready to push. Getting your elbows out. Yeah, and mm. he said, uh, no, it's a royal visit. Uh, uh, we've got a royal visit, oh. but a surprise royal visit. I don't suppose it was that much of a surprise, but it was Kate. And what you could see as you walked around the outside were two big people, uh, sort of 
SUVs. What is an SUV? I don't know. You it's mean like, like a, a like people, people carrier yes, thing, very right. black, shiny. Oh yeah. And there were two of those with their doors left wide open, oh. and then a ring of security people. Really? Yes. And so, what with the, with the riffraff like you being kept the, the other side of that that sort of yes. ring of security? Yes. And we all standing around watching her. Well, I was trying. I couldn't see her. Oh, so being drat. a bit of a short ass. Drat. I said to Jeff, "Put me up on his shoulders," and he said, <laughs> "No." So, um, and then they let some school children around. It was that garden she'd had at Chelsea. Which oh, yes. they recreated at Hampton Court. Had they? And she'd yes. come to have a look at it. Yes, and she took children round, um, which is rather sweet, because I saw it on the news. She was wearing a very dull dress. I was just going to ask you, what was she wearing? Isn't that awful? Very, that very the first dull thing dress. I Dull as in what? Sort of well, frumpy? She can be a bit frumpy, actually. Really frumpy for her age. Mm, pleats. Are we just, talking pleats? It was just a button-through shift dress, sort of shirt dressy oh. kind of thing in that kind of silky stuff. It's obviously really good fabric, but it did... Mumsy, as you say, a bit, bit frumpy. Yeah. And you just go... You've got all the money mm. in the world. You could go cray-cray on the fashion. You could go really cutting edge. No salvage jewellery on her. Oh, there, there was really very no. little in terms of kind of cutting edge I yeah. thought it was a little bit da- disappointing yeah mm. but you know she was comfortable and happy apparently and Jeff and I went off to there was this big tent Judith big marquee yeah with all different types of flowers in <gasps> Really? And a lot of dahlias, and I'm very fond of the you dahlia do like because a dahlia. they've got they come in all shapes and sizes, and you sometimes wow. think, well, what's that? Turns out it's a dahlia, wow. and some unusual gladioli, tiny little ones, and there's some orchids, mad, mad orchids that look like monkeys' faces when you looked at the flowers, and then there was a great sort of cactus thing at the end, and it looked like an underwater thing, and it was just so excellent. And sometimes I clapped the stands, I went, I'm did very you? Good. <laughs> Very oh, why not? What a good idea. It was absolutely marvellous. Did they, were the people that had grown them there yes, on the... Yes. Were they really? Yes. I asked a question sort of, of a man. Did you? What did you ask Actually, him? it was a woman. Um, I said, because it said, help here. And because it was the day before, the, the you know, the, they let everyone in. Oh, it was, like was a it? Oh, it was yes. a press day, was it? Yes. Even better. Oh, well, Judith. Mm. Marvellous. And... Um, so I went up and I said, if one has a... <laughs> if one, yes, I said, if one has a lupin in the pot. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, they won't believe me if I don't do a voice like that, that I'm no. meant to be here. Um, I was in full Lady Mayoress mode. You were, weren't you? I if guess. one has a lupin in the pot and the lupin said lupin has died, will the lupin come back to life? She said, no, get rid of it. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. I've never seen this side of you, by the way, this sort of Lady Mayoress side. It doesn't last quite, long. No, it doesn't. But it's, it's quite pleasing. convincing. No, but it is convincing. I can see that it would get you into a few places. Very good. And then uh, went to the David Austin Rose bit. Oh, you know how, wow. How I love. And that's where you've got to scatter my ashes. Um, and they let Jeff and I sit on the flowery bowery bit and took our photographs. And they won first prize for the roses. And I wasn't at all surprised. And I, then I asked a lady another question about my soggy um, Vanessa Bells. Because I've got a, a David Austin Vanessa Bell. For those that don't know, David Austin is a breed of rose, type of rose grower. That's his name. And um, one of the roses, there are many, they all have different names. Anyway, I bought a Vanessa Bell. And it's been very... The buds have been very, uh, they've been unwilling to unfurl. Right. Um, and she said that, um, and I saw it also on Gardener's Question Time or Gardener's World. Gardener's Monty, Question Time? Yeah. You really gave it this, Gently, aren't you? gently, can, you can sort of finger the, the petals out a bit. It's, it does feel oh, like you're doing something illegal to a flower. It sounds a bit like hard work, Jenny. Well, it sounds well, why like, can't you just wait until they come into flower? Because... 
they're, you know, they're unwilling. They're unwilling. Oh, they that, don't. They're waterlogged a bit. Uh, oh, I, you know, I wondered if you'd been overwatering because I know what you like with your, with your roses going out there and talking to them, and she does, and I've seen it. Yeah. I and think you might be just around. I was, I've been hovering too much, too much attention, too much caring attention. Yes, I yeah. think you need to just, you know, let them be for a bit. That's what my daughter says. That's is what, it? exactly how is I treat it? Phoebe. It's like oh, hover, hover, over watering, over nurturing. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you order some? I mean, while you were there, did you? Did, were they selling them as well? They were selling, but I, I just thought, no, I don't need because I was waiting. Uh, I had ordered a plant online from somebody else. I'm not going to mention names because it's not this particular plant seller's right. fault, right? So I ordered a dahlia online. Oh, God, it was a marvellous specimen. Real pom-pom head, big fat pom-pom head what dahlia. In a sort of rosy pink, mm. uh, sunset-y kind of colours. And I was really looking forward to it. Anyway, of course, you know, we were away and I went to see my mum. Oh, no, I know what you're going to say. It was three days in Campwell <gasps> Sorting Office. dear. Oh dear! <laughs> oh, it was the saddest sight when I opened I that can box. Imagine. I and can of course, you've got to go and pick it up. You get the the letter, don't you? Saying it's at the well, yeah. So you go. Mm. I went in the car because I, I knew it was a big box. I saw the big box and I thought my daily is now under. And I, I still thought I drove it home and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe when was I it, it, was it gone oh, beyond? It was a stick. It was a brown <laughs> stick. And I I admitted this on Twitter and somebody said, which was marvellous. They said that they'd ordered. Or somebody had bought them a Fortnum's hamper for Christmas and they were away over Christmas. Oh, yeah. And the hamper had been in the sorting oh, office no. for three weeks. Oh, no. And she said you could, she could never get the smell out of the wicker hamper. Oh, I bet. Can cheeses. you imagine the cheeses? Cheeses. Hams. All oh, off. Tragic. Rancid. Absolutely tragic. Rancid truckles of cheeses and hams. But that is the trouble with all Fermenting pickles. Fermenting pickles, isn't it? Because I've done that a lot this year with Sarah Raven's catalogue. Was it Sarah Raven? Or was it? Or was it? Because you get, you know, you see, you do all that window shopping, you see, months before, and then you forget what you send off for. And then they keep arriving. And yet, of course, they do. They need instant nurturing. They're like kind of babies that are just, you know, they need life support you immediately. You can't send a baby through the post. Don't no, do you that. can't. Don't, don't, poor no. little baby. Oh, but this sounds office. wonderful. Did it smell beautiful in this flower tent? I have to say, yes. There was there was a fine heady scent, and we had such a, a nice. It was a sunny afternoon, and yeah. then as it started to cloud over, we walked. Oh, we walked. We did walk, Judith. Did, did you we, get to the maze? Is that where you have the maze? There is a maze. There's all sorts there. Honestly, I oh, think okay. if you, on a, a, it's a lovely day out. Yeah, I bet it is. And you can get there direct from Waterloo. So we got a train back. Very civilised, no parking, civ- didn't have to do any of no, that. No, didn't do any of that. And we, and then we were very tired and got a cab home. And did you let Jeff had a, have a slice of sponge cake or something like that? Was he allowed a scone? Well, do you know what? Perchance. You know, I went to the lavatories and he said, oh, I'll, I'll just be, um, I'll just be by this ice cream stand. <laughs> did he? Was he after a strawberry movie like he well, has no, every he was night? going to get a proper big ice cream, you know, with a flake in yeah, it and all the bits. Yeah, quite right. Good on him, absolutely. Okay, I was literally in that lavatory for no more than 90 seconds. You know, I'm very sweet. I came out and said, oh, shall we get you an ice cream then? He said, I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> Already eaten it. Wolfed it. It's because he thought you might change your mind. He thought you might. He, he was thought you fo- might come out and say, "No, come on, look, you don't need one of these." Yeah, that's what so he, he thought. So he just swallowed it whole, and he was a fool because he could have <laughs> lied to me and said, "Oh yes, that's a good idea." And he could <laughs> have had a second. second. One, of course he could. Yeah. I need to talk to Jeff. Do you want to know something else that's been exciting? Oh yes, that was so. That was your first adventure, was yeah. it in Hampton Court? Yeah. What was the yeah. second one? Okay, doggy walk. 
<gasps> a real doggy walk with a dog oh, yeah. with a proper doggy. Yeah, with a real doggy. Do you remember on our podcast, this podcast, some months ago, we had the um, writer Emily Dean. On yeah, I do. Of course, a book I do. Called Everybody died, so I bought. I a read dog. the book. It's fantastic. It's a really good book. Mm. And anyway, she has a podcast with the Times where she takes somebody on a walk with a dog. What a clever idea! I, and then you chat. You chat about your career and you chat about yourself. It's marvelous. She was it was a four <laughs> hour walk. It. Went, <laughs> oh, she was begging to stop. Can we go home now? No, I've got to. <laughs> no, I am only on to. Yeah. yeah, I'm only 26. <laughs> um, so she bought her dog Ray. It's a Shih Tzu. Oh, a Shih Tzu, yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. got lots of hair. So much hair, but a very right. neat shitter. <laughs> I had to. I have to say that because um, I just thought, well, that dog, you know, having that a shit's going to be shit well, all yeah, over there. Yeah, exactly. No, but it did it very neatly. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, there was really. Yeah. Uh, and then they borrowed a dog for me. I oh, that's one. sweet. So a man from the dog trust came along. Did uh, he? Yes. With a dog that you borrowed? Yes. It, it wasn't the dog for me. Um, we looked at each other and we thought, no. Um, he didn't. He wasn't keen on me. And he was too strong and boisterous. Oh, and what, have they, what have they got It was a French you? bulldog. Um, oh, dear. No, no. A really lovely face. The face, I just thought, if, if I was a model agency dealing in dogs I yeah. would sign that dog up absolutely mm, a fabulously graphic face but it was a French bulldog and you know the clue is in the title they're they're bulldogs they're trained to bring down bulls they've got a lot of upper body strength so it's tra- it's little barrel chest oh I know what you mean and it was straining on the lead because it was only nine months oh, old dear. and I got lead rash sort of round my wrist and I, yes, I was having to trot to keep up with it sometimes, and I had to beg to swap dogs because Emily's dog was a lot easier so, than the dog they borrowed. So from this me. person from the dogs trust then obviously hadn't done their research about you particularly. They had didn't they? realise how old and fat mm, I was. Perhaps not. No. I didn't like to say that, but perhaps they hadn't really done their matching very yeah, well. They don't looked at publicity photographs and yeah. hadn't realised that those are airbrushed. <laughs> And the reality is quite a stone and a half and I ten see. years older. Right, right. So and what a shame. But but what a nice idea to have a podcast that's a, where a you both have a dog. Yes. And I love the idea that they that, that they sort of they got one for you. Yes. A pretend one. Yeah. And then the man from Doggy Trust said he's look, going to look out for old and broken dachshunds for me. Oh, did he? Yeah. Tired dogs that don't. Well, want wait a minute. Walk. Why do you want an old and broken one? Well, I don't want to walk. I'm not. I don't want straining at the leashing. But don't you want a little puppy one? Little no, puppy, gorgeous no. one. No, because I'd have to train it and I've not experienced... Well, I told you, I'll, I'll train it and then and be its godmother and I'll bring it back. So six months at your house, then I get it. I think so, puppy yeah. puppy trained and all that oh sort of God, thing. Oh, God, what have I suggested? Yeah, I know, you fool. As soon as I had a dog, I felt like a dog owner. Did you? And then some nurses walked past. They didn't even look at me and my dog. I was furious. <laughs> I just thought, how can you not be interested in me and my dog. It's probably like the first time you take your child out at a pram, isn't it? And you can't understand why people aren't coming up to you and say, oh, isn't she gorgeous? Is she's lo- What's her name? You know, it's yeah. just like another child for everybody but, else, isn't it? Yeah, well, Phoebe was quite... She had quite a bad milk rash when she was very young. Did she? I used to, I used to lay her face down. Oh, you so, did not. Yeah, I did. did I did, really? yeah. Sort of, you know, I used to, I used to squash her face around so she could breathe. But, uh, yeah, she was quite milk rashy. Um, and then she was very bald, so she wore a hat for the first three years. Uh, I like babies in hats. I think yeah. babies in hats are a very good combination. Yeah, yeah. Really, really yes. good. And she came for the weekend. That was nice. Oh, yes. smashing. We've had lovely... I've that had sounds like you had a three great time. perfect days. Sunday, wow. Monday and Tuesday, and then today where it's all gone downhill, obviously. Yeah, with me. <laughs> Bad luck. 
So listen, we've got a guest coming in. Yeah, we have. Really, really well-known guest who I absolutely adore. Are you not going to go all fangirly on her? Well, I'll try not to, but I might be a bit starstruck. Do you remember that wonderful sketch she did about going into the swimming? But it's Sally Phillips. Sally Phillips from Smack and Pony. Yes. Was it about pubic hair? Yeah. I mean, every time I wear a swimming costume and go into a public pool, I do think about that sketch, don't you? Where it was all poking out round the side. It's the only way way to have pubic hair. If you're going to have pubic hair, show it off. Well, we haven't got any left. It's all guys warm. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Are we on? Are we on? Yeah. And listen, Sally Phillips has walked in. Uh, she's never heard this podcast and she tried and apparently she couldn't download it or something. What happened, Sally? Were you being an said, idiot? Uh, this, uh, I expect so. I said this episode unavailable because I had left it to the last minute. I had left it till this morning. No, and so I was you're on a the go. Woman. You're okay. You don't need to do any research. And the general gist of this is that we get you in here and we bully you to a point where you cry. That's what we <laughs> beg oh, to be let okay. out. Is to Not make again, you is all I can think. <laughs> break Not down. Again. You know what? <laughs> you came here and, and you told us yeah. two very funny stories. Did I? Before we. Yes. The thing is, I'm at that age where I can't remember anything. Just, we're, we're, I'm losing nouns. We, oh, don't lose yeah, nouns. Yeah, losing nouns. Lose yeah. adverbs. I don't even know what an <laughs> adverb is. Sometimes I, I think to myself, adjectives, adverbs, what are they? Well, I have to think about yes. adverbs. Doing words, I remember the teacher put on the blackboard. Oh, the blackboard. Adverbs. <laughs> That's That's verbs. <laughs> You've just lost... Oh, God, so they are. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dear me. Like, I'm several levels down, aren't she's I? She's another one. We've had, uh, last week on our podcast, we, it's difficult to know what weeks we're in because it's all a bit random. You know, it's podcast, time, you know. You can listen to these at any time. You, can listen, you know, yeah. if you're lonely at three o'clock in the morning, you can put this on. Drive you mad, but you can put it on. And we had Emma Kennedy, and she's yeah. Oxbridge as well, as you are. I am. In and fact, yes, she won Celebrity MasterChef. Are you jealous? No. And she also won Celebrity Mastermind. 
Did she? I think she did. She she gave us the impression Where? just very clever Lego. Do you do Lego? Clever Lego? Yeah. Does she? Yeah. I do do Lego, but I do it with my son. Okay. And now, I often, you know, uh, can't do it. Yeah. Well, she's on <laughs> advanced level. You know, there's yeah, like I've ages. heard about these people, adult Lego clubs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, Judith and I are quite tempted because we're hobbyists. Are you in the are world you? of hobby yet, or are your children still? Not yet. My children are still quite small, but I am keen. Yeah. I am keen. In fact, summer holidays, I'm about to go go to Hobbycraft and get in a load, oh. a load of stuff. Well, you that get. is such a great day, well, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, I think because our nipples boys, are prickling. <laughs> okay. By the way, the plan is to make a giant structure out of cardboard. God. So loads of PVA glue. Loads of PVA oh, glue. Why? Why are you making that? Because youngest son is very engineering. Right. And really enjoys Lego and also enjoys dens. So rather than tying the stairs up with masking tape, taking all the paint yeah. off and... And, and tripping you and up. tripping us up. I yeah. think we'd, we'd make a thing that we could put in the garden. Wow. Like a house or an Empire State Building or whatever he wants to make. This so is your summer big, project. This is going to be the summer project. How old is this boy? Seven. Seven. And, and, and now, what about the last time I saw you, your older son, who's got Down syndrome, he was being threatened with expulsion, which yeah, to me sounded been... really unfair. Yeah. Was he expelled? He's been expelled twice. Oh, so I don't God, know which expulsion, <laughs> which expulsion you're referring to. I think it to. might have been the second one. The second one, yeah. The first one, they kind of left him in a room on his own. And so he eventually ran amok through the school and did things like flushed his uniform down the toilet, blocking the toilets and flooding the school. Yeah, well, stylish. Yeah. It is kind of stylish. Because mm. poor kid, you know, the only time he's alone is when, when he's in the toilet. Yeah, and uh, so that was how he tried to rebel. And then he also he's bit he was a bit portly at the time, and we tried to break out of the school over the wall and got stranded on a high wall, so rocking back and forth like, <laughs> like a weeble. And that that was when they said they couldn't keep him safe. And then the second school, he had I seen you just after the hose incident? I'm not sure. Yeah, he had. They they'd said to me, "How shall we reward him if he does well?" And I said. You know, it's very good. They were trying to involve the parents, but unfortunately the parent was me. <laughs> My ideas are all crap. And I said, well, he really wants to be a fireman, so why don't you let him water the the school vegetable patch? Sorry, I'm laughing because I can't <laughs> you know see where, where this it's might going. be going. Yeah, and so they did. He got 10 out of 10 in a science test and he watered all the vegetables and then he watered inside the domestic science lab through the windows. Oh. And then every teacher that came close, he, yes. he watered. So he watered, yes. And they kept producing dry teachers. <laughs> <laughs> for a soaking... <laughs> Yeah, and then you running around, kicking over, kicking over. Oh, they didn't okay. expel him for that. No, it just it just accrued, you know. And um, and also, my husband had left, and he had Ollie kind of expresses his emotions through uh, obsessions, and his obsession had become the Titanic, and okay. Elton John's "I'm Still Standing." So he would sing "I'm Still Standing" all the time, and watch Titanic all the time, and knew the exact numbers of people who'd gone down on each. In each cabin. Got you. So Has he yeah. still got the Titanic thing going on? No, he's over the Titanic now. Has it, did he see the other one, the black and white original? A Night to Remember? Yes, we saw all of them at the time. <gasps> yeah, and we also bought Titanic 2, <laughs> which is really appalling. <laughs> made for about £3,000. Was wasn't there a, a sort of American miniseries? Wasn't it with Catherine Zeta-Jones in it as well? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, there, uh, there was a miniseries and we did see that too. I can't remember who's in it. It was concentrating on the middle class. 
I think. So, yeah. so that so yeah. it's so quite interesting how the different eras yeah. have dealt with Titanic. It so is actually. I'm isn't slightly it? over it now. The Titanic. I have <laughs> yes. to say. No, we've, been, we've been like a. We've been off the Titanic for about a year. So we've been clean of the Titanic for about <laughs> a year. It's really triggered my Titanic <laughs> interest actually because I'm quite mawkish and I love yeah. the whole story and I. I do every class. I'm interested in everybody that's on Titanic. Yeah. And I love the way that they're still finding stuff and there's always a watch. Yeah. But but for me, I suppose it started off my socialism because, you know, obviously the first class people got on the boats first, didn't they? Mm. And, uh, you know... And the, so is that and the, how sorry, you were the radicalised? Titan- the Titanic radicalised you. <laughs> well, I think it really? did. Really? I actually think it did, Good, yes. Well, I think that's remarkable. Because it's not... I mean, I assume... Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm very selfish. I assumed it did the same, I did, did the same I, for everyone else. The last... When did I demonstrate my posh voice? I'd have, I'd have probably been in the lower middle class ranks on the Titanic, but I'd have used my posh voice. I demonstrated <laughs> earlier to Judith because I was invited to Hampton Court Flower Show. Oh, were you? I pretended that I was a very smart lady. <laughs> and that's what I'd have done. And you on said the one. Titan- if one does this, and if, if one, one does Lupin that. is dead, <laughs> um, I'd have done that voice. You and would have got on the boat. Of course you were. What were you doing at the Flower Show? We were being guests, Jeff and I, and I was sniffing flowers and having a fucking great time. And I don't care if that's swearing because it is. But anyway, listen, let's go. Let's talk about your career. Well, I read a thing last week and I'd like it cleared up. Yeah. Smack the Pony, which was a yeah. hugely successful sketch show, women only. What I read in the paper, did was you read it? this, Judith, that Smack the Pony might be coming back, that scripts had been written, mm. but they couldn't attach it to a... I'll tell you what's happened with Smack the Pony, is that... Um, we stopped doing it because we thought we were doing the same sketches over and over again in different weeks. And so we all went off and did other things. And we also did a very uh, ill-fated mistake of a movie. I didn't know that. It wasn't the Smack Pony movie, but it, uh, I mean, so at least the brand itself what was What was it called? It was called Gladiatress. And you oh, do goodness. not need to know <laughs> anything more about that. Was it worse than that Johnny Vegas Potato Men one? I haven't seen that one. Apparently, that is the yardstick of shit uh, yardstick British of shit. comedy films. Yeah, I think this is pretty bad. Oh, I mean, that's but a shame. I have some funny, uh, funny memories of it. So yeah. I remember the director wearing a long. Le- we were shooting it in lots of the same places they shot Gladiator. Yeah, I remember him walk, like flouncing around in this black leather coat, <laughs> going, "I'll show Ridley Scott how to make a fucking movie." <laughs> oh God, <laughs> cut to like absolutely lame duck of a film. But yeah, so after that, you're asking about Smack the Pony. So yeah. after that, we didn't work together for a bit. You're too and ashamed because you're not quite we looking at each other. We were ashamed. We were all eye. ashamed. And also I started having children. And then Mistresses came out and I went, oh, I hate this. I really, do you remember Mistresses? No. It was a TV drama where there were four mistresses who were mates. <laughs> and I just thought, I really hate this. And Were you in it? You no, said? no. Sarah Perry, I mean, you know, great actors, but I just thought, I hate the concept of this. Yeah. And everyone's husbands were really gripped. Like how these mistresses who felt lonely and their their other halves were always going off to be with their wives, mm-hmm. and because um, this is not how real women behave. Mm-hmm. This is not how it would be for real women. These are unrealistically beautiful women who are completely fine with the fact that they're or only have sort of you know poetic despair at okay. not. It's just it's it's romanticizing this thing, which is not a good thing. Yeah, and. Um, and so I thought, well, let's do three women going through divorce and let's see how that goes. So we started writing that. And so then that, that script, you know, went through various yeah. incarnations, went around the channels and eventually 
nobody wanted it except ITV who wanted it as long as we made everyone really really nice and love each other a lot oh and at God. that point I wanted to jump off a bridge so I parked yeah. that and then uh, we said okay well let's do the sketch show again so we started preparing a sketch show did the sketch show pitch that went around all the channels nobody wanted it how much did I'm you amazed. have to write for that pitch yeah how many sketches did you put in uh, we probably put ideas for sketches but probably 40 ideas Gosh. for 40 sketches so I'm there's amazed. a lot of proof there and I can't believe yeah. it nobody wanted it nobody wanted it so we love you but we don't want that and so we go why Why? And they go well, maybe something else so then we did another um, narrative and that went around all the channels and they said we love you but we don't want that so then we did another different narrative and that went around the channels and they said we love you but we don't want that and but they we don't want. They don't know what they do want. I mean, that's the point, isn't they it? They don't want a if sketch they don't... show, and then we put through the sketch show again, and nobody wanted that. Yeah, but again. actually, they don't really know what they want. But they, Comedy Central has commissioned a girls' sketch show, apparently, which is oh. young women, fresh women, <laughs> not gone off women, fresh women, <laughs> not women. bitter fifty not something, bitter approaching fifty. So, because Dune is over fifty, I presume. Yes. Yeah. Because I've known her for even longer than I've yes. known you. I think we are fifty. Eight, fifty-seven, and forty-nine. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's part of the problem? I expect so. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I, expect, I think, it I think is. there is a thing. I think it's you know, look, there's a lot better. There's a lot more women on telly now, yeah. and also there's very often women being the the funniest thing on a panel show. Yeah. Which is always makes me elated. It's never me, I have to say, but it it makes me elated when I'm on mm-hmm. a panel show and and the funniest performance yeah. comes from a girl. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think there still there's is still this change. obsession with fresh women with the youth. Yes. So men are allowed to become more experienced and, you know... Well, I think that's, that's been very evident with having Vic, Vic and Bob's sketch show came back and everyone yeah. loved that all over again. And, Harry and Paul. Uh, yeah, it, it's something that when I read, I, I, I did retweet it and I did get quite a lot of people going, what the fuck? Mm. You know, why is this... Well, the only reason we pitched it is because so many people ask us to come back and mm. do it again. I mean, I'm actually quite nervous of doing it again because it was quite good and you, you think, well, the only way is down. That's every performer's paranoia. That's every though. performer's paranoia. Well, mm. the, 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 what's infuriating? I mean, there's a bit of me that if you did that says if you did a, a live show and it sold well, that would probably convince, uh, you know, one of the television companies that it could be a runner. Uh, but it's exhausting and it's difficult for you to leave home a lot mm. and it's such a it's such a risk. But also Smack the Pony as it was wasn't a live thing. But it's very much make... there were no punchlines. Well you could do, yeah, you could do. You could do. But I mean we always yeah, you could do, but I mean we are definitely uh I think a smaller space. It's a We're a smaller space thing, you know. I've just sort of Changing the subject, really, um, mm. thinking that, of course, one of your lines from Miranda has become totally part of the English language, hasn't it? Which is, bear with, bear yeah. with. Yeah. That, before, that, that line, that character, really has become a sort of shorthand, hasn't it? For Well, Miranda's talking about doing live stuff as well. I mean, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be great. I, th- I think I'd quite like to do... I think Miranda would work well as a musical, like Acorn Antiques, the musical yeah. kind of thing. That would be great, yeah. I mean, did you... When you got the scripts from Miranda, when you were first casting mm. it, did you think, oh, this is a go, this is going to be big? No, I thought the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Your taste! I thought I re- I'm so wrong about yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah so I, I thought, I love Miranda, I really want to help her... She she came, I mean, I'm a sucker for Can You Help Me? She was like, can you help me? These characters aren't working. And I was like, yes, of course I can, my protégé. I will help you. I will save the day. 
And um, yeah, but I read it. And I thought, well, this is a bit lame. This is not going to. How had anywhere. you met her? I met her. Uh, I saw her show in Edinburgh. She did a double act, like when we were doing it. She's she's not that much younger than me. And I, she did a double show, double act called The Orange Girls. Yes. Yeah. So what about live for you? Why don't you do that? Why did you not develop <coughs> well, that? Well, why did I not, not develop I think it's, I was chicken at the beginning. Um, yeah. I, I don't chicken. think that... Well, I, I think to me, when, when we started, it looked to me like um, gla- gladiatorial pit. It was. And it involved late night at the comedy store. Yeah. And I just didn't feel that was me. And I remember thinking, oh, this is like choosing between teaching at Cheltenham Ladies College or in Tower Hamlets where people are going to make spears and throw them at your head. And I know the honourable thing is to go to Tower Hamlets and and die and get the spears thrown at you. But I'm just going to pick Cheltenham Ladies College, by which I mean Channel 4. So where is your career at the moment? Tell us what you're doing. I've no idea. I mean, I'm doing all kinds of different things. I'm doing... um, I've just done a movie yeah I've done a movie about menopausal women going into railing which you might enjoy to watch oh I know who wrote it I know what's it called Off the Rails Uh very good I know who wrote it Um, she lives in the North East oh the director Jules Williamson that's right oh fantastic fantastic the story of that is she went into railing when she was 18 with her six closest mates and they stayed in touch and two fell out one went out with the other one's boyfriend and all the rest of it and then one of them they're now turned 50 and one of them got cancer and died mm. and she's the godmother to the daughter that's right and um the film is those friends just reduced to four for budget purposes there are three three friends taking the daughter into railing to the stops that they missed who are the other friends kelly preston john yeah. Travolta's wife yeah and god this is mad isn't it this yeah. is like proper big why well, it's still a minor, really small movie. Kelly Preston, Jenny Seagrave, and we had um, Judy Dench in Briefly, and Franco Nero was very exciting for me. He was the original Django. It sounds and tremendous. Well, it was. It was really good fun. Yeah. So there, was a, there was a script, and then there was lots of improvisation, which resulted in, I'll tell you this because you, this will make you laugh, I'd been, I've been writing another movie that has lots of dogs in it, and I've been hanging out with Pip Thompson, who does a lot of rescuing dogs from Korea. Okay. Uh, Indonesia, place like dog restaurant farms. Oh, dog oh so they yeah. don't get eaten. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So in my mind, I've got the pictures of these dogs, and this we had this scene written about talking about the men- two friends talking about the menopause, and it had that scene had been written by a twenty-four-year-old, extremely talented boy. But yeah, so yeah. you know, wasn't accurate. That was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so we were sort of improvising, and I found myself going, uh, you know. I, of the 32 symptoms of menopause, I've got 34. And you know what's happened now? I'm, I'm, I've got bald patches on my tuppence. And uh, it, I said, it looks like an Indonesian rescue dog. And I could see the whole crew. They were laughing behind, see the boom shaking. But I could see all of them from that moment on were like, she's definitely got a balding tuppence. <laughs> and, it, and this thing we go, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to get rid of that now. I'm not going to be, yeah. I, I, there's well, no way of telling you that that's not, I'm going, I, I improvise that going, yeah, right. Now, what is this menopausal uh, trip around Europe called? Off the, off the rails. rails. Off the rails. Yeah, it's when does it come it? out? March, I think. Oh, right. It's tremendous. Ages off. Yeah. Well, some light Oh, I did theater. Blinded by the Light. What's I'm that? a bit of Blinded by the Light, which is a, uh, I mean, I'm a small bit. Blinded by the Light is a film uh, directed by Gurinder Chadha. Oh. And it's set in the 70s in Luton. Uh, uh, that Asian, good. Yeah, Asian teen who falls in love with the music of Bruce Springsteen and believes it speaks to him. I've heard and of this. It, I think it's 
going to be really good. I think Gurinder's really She fabulous. did Bend It Like Beckham, did yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, she's an Asian Asian female director who did Bend It Like Beckham, who's just consistently worked. She's done Beecham House as well. She's a real oh, yeah. force for good, real um, powerhouse, great person. And what were you playing in that? Because you're not teacher. Asian, did you? I'm know? not, I ha, I, yeah, I'm, all, I'm aware. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was in an even blonder wig, yeah, and I was the head teacher. Right. I had went, it was great. The period was really fun. I had a massive mobile phone. <laughs> I couldn't operate. And um, in Year of the Rabbit, which is on at the moment, which is... Um, oh, that's the Toast of London. Uh, yes. That, yeah. that lad, Matt who I Berry. think is good. Yeah, really good. Yes. Really, really funny. And Are I you played playing a prostitute? Bohemian. Thanks. Essentially, <laughs> I'm playing a... No, I'm playing, other, I'm playing pansexual Bulgarian autocrat who loves guns. We have enjoyed having you so much... Is that it? Yeah, that's it. You're free. Really? Free oh, to go. You? Oh, well, there Podcasts you go. Podcasts are like that. They're not oh, really? that long. Yeah, because otherwise, right. people, okay, otherwise it's people don't come back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't, so, wasn't funny or anything. You, but anyway. No, 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 you was were. fine? You don't know. You don't know how good you are until afterwards. And it's not like gladiatresses. It's better. You see, you're a bad judge of things. You've already bad told judge. us that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Thank Sally. You. Thank, Thank you. Lovely to see you. It's really lovely to see you.